Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press Podcast, part of the 90 Million Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll be talking about all things Liverpool, going through the latest transfer news and previewing the Community Shield game this weekend. My name is Andrew Hudspeth and joining me today is, well, he is the toppest of top reds, <laughs> Mr. Alex Purdy. How are you? I'm, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Obviously, the last game we both would have watched was the Champions League final and it's yeah. weird to not see us in it because it's sort of where we belong. No, I, th- I think it's like for Trent Alexander-Arnold, this must be a particularly weird feeling because I think like every year he's been a professional footballer basically has ended with a Champions <laughs> League final. That's a great point. Yeah. Okay, we'll get there next year, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Just spare a thought for him at the moment. <laughs> Um, okay, so well, we'll start with uh, we're talking about the transfer rumours today because that is obviously what is dominating everybody's thinking now that football is finished for you know this particularly long summer, which is going to take a total of, of one week before football starts again. Uh, but before we dive into the gossip, uh, I just want to say that next week we'll be introducing a mailbag section where Purdy and I will answer your questions, uh, anything that you want to ask us about Liverpool. Well preferably about Liverpool, uh, get involved, uh, ask us on, on Twitter or by leaving a review on uh, on Apple Podcasts, please. Uh, on Twitter, I am at Andy underscore Headspeed. And I think uh, I'm Alex Purdy 21. Alex Purdy 21, yeah. 21 forever. There you go. Thanks. Uh, would that be your number? If you were going to play for Liverpool, is that the number you would request? Um, I think it was at one point. Um, but I think Lucas Lever had it and I wasn't the biggest of fans did that put you off yeah I mean he was a cult hero um, but he wasn't you know he wasn't that exciting so I wouldn't get that number on the back no he was one of those players that like that really grew on me and by the end of that it's kind of, kind of sad to see him yeah see exactly him. oh well but uh, pivoting from one Brazilian to another sort of well he's he's a Spain international but he's sort of he's still basically a Brazilian <laughs> We'll start with uh, Thiago Alcantara. Um, obviously, that is the name that's been dominating all Liverpool headlines uh, basically since this story came up a couple of months ago. Uh, obviously, he was magnificent in the Champions League final. I think he was quite a lot of people sort of man of the match in that game, dictating things from midfield. Uh, did it look like he played his last game for Bayern there? Right, so I I was desperately looking for the minutest of details in his facial expressions, like... <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh my God! He looks so sad. He's going. He's going. And then I saw it all over Twitter. I'm like, no, we're all overreacting, aren't we? He's, he's just walking off the pitch. Um, yeah. So no, I don't think that was enough to tell that he's played his last game. Uh, I don't know Do you what you, you thought. Do you think you get a better sense of those kind of things when they actually lose the game and you see them like like walking around, shedding a tear? Well, there are no fans there this time, but like clapping the fans and stuff. Exactly. This time, I guess you're just so wrapped up in the in the celebrations that I guess there's not really room for for anything else. No, if anyone looked like they were playing their last game, it was Neymar in tears after. Yeah. Uh, so we could sign him. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, Neymar and Mbappe, 2020. Yeah, yeah sure, heard it, sure. Heard it first. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if it was uh, Hansi Flick or some one of the other Bayern officials as well was quoted as saying that it like it could he could still stay. I think as well. So. Yeah, well, of course he... they're going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you changed your your mind on this transfer now? On either how likely you think it is, and also like the second part of that is like, do we do we need him, or do we need a player like Thiago in the side? Okay, so last week I said we don't need him, 
Obviously, it would be an amazing addition. I'm going to stick with that. But I think it has got a bit more likely. And this might be weird to say, but I think it's because Chelsea are about to sign Havertz. It might force our hand. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's a stupid thing to say. But from my point anyway, if they're strengthening like crazy, I think it might force our hand. Do you think clubs do like that when it's like a sort of almost like a Cold War arms race where they just see what the other the other sides are doing and just think, oh shit, we've actually got to we've actually got to do something now. Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure we operate like that, but in my head, no. I feel like we might. But again, we we don't need him. We don't need him, so it, it doesn't yeah. really affect me. I kind of hope we aren't influenced by what other sides, especially Chelsea, are doing. But um, yeah, for me, I still feel like he's he's. Like he's just another Genie Wijnaldum in terms of the role that he plays. Okay, obviously you can give me all the metrics and everything that says he does everything X times better, but uh, he's not going to come in and be the a goal scoring midfielder that people have like have been apparently crying out for in the last couple of years. Um, he's very sort of metronomic, dictates play. He's he's great in ball retention. Um, but we have we have a player like that in Wijnaldum who's exactly the same age, is less injury prone and um you know he's probably on about a hundred thousand a week less so it, for me yeah. it doesn't make a massive amount of sense this one like i get the appeal of it because obviously it's a world-class player signing them from the european champions um and it's just you know it's like it's a big name uh, yeah. yeah it's exciting uh, to have this sort of draw like yeah. that we're now being talked with the most elite players in the world i can't remember the last time that was actually a feasible transfer rumor. Definitely, yeah. This is the sort of thing that you would see, like in the Daily Star or something like a couple of years ago, and just be like, "Yeah, that's never happening." <laughs> uh, but now, yeah, now the the fact that it is a real thing is is quite exciting. I will agree. Uh, but yeah, just part of me just thinks like it's it's a little bit of an overreaction, and I get why he would be attractive. But then again, you can say you can get him on it if you're still interested in six months time. Uh, you know, it's a player that you could potentially get on a free for next summer. I don't know if Bayern will allow that his contract to run down mm. like that, and he'd probably be more keen to sell him this summer, if not to us, then to you know a PSG or something. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but who, like, who, who are you dropping in midfield? Because exactly. it, it seems like it seems like Wijnaldum's already being phased out for Cater, yeah. and you're not dropping Jordan Henderson, are you? Because he's the captain, and Fabinho is one of the best DMs in the world. Yeah, for being a basic role. Like, and then, what, what's happening here? Thiago doesn't want to sit on the bench. No, and then you've got uh, Oxley Chamberlain, who's who's adding something completely different. If he plays for the centre, he's much more sort of uh, dynamic. He's a ball carrier, mm. and then yeah, potentially you've got uh, Curtis Jones to add into that as well, and yeah. and James Milner. So there's a lot of competition <laughs> in that position already. Uh, and the other thing as well with Thiago is like um, he's a great player. Obviously, he's been great for Spain. He's been great for Bayern. But if everyone is fit for uh, for the last month, you wouldn't have even seen him very much in the Champions League because normally it would be Pavard at right back and Kimmich would have been moved into midfield alongside Goretzka. So uh, as good as he was, like he's not an automatic starter in that Bayern team either. And right. there's a reason why they're they're kind of not keen, but they're willing to let him go at this point in his career. Uh, so I don't think he's the sort of player that's going to be like uh, a James Milner where you pick him up and when he's like 29 or 30 and he'll go on for another five years. I think his body and his style of game is such that you might only get one or two years out of him. And I just, I don't see it as, as being a very uh, Michael Edwards, Klopp, FSG kind of 
signing. No, exactly. We, uh, we just don't pay 30 mil for 30 year olds. Like, it, yeah. it hasn't happened. It, it doesn't mean it, to say it won't, but I just think it's uh, a lot, you know, it's not likely, basically. I'll ca- I will caveat all that. Every caveat everything I've just said there by adding that, oh, yeah, I will be excited if we get him. It oh, mate, over the moon. <laughs> That's the guy I'll get on the back of my shirt. Oh, definitely. Yeah, see, I'll go. What numbers? What numbers? I don't know. I'll, I'll just go twenty-one. Now we spoke about it. Yeah, just 20, twenty-one. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, okay. Well, I guess moving on from that, uh, the other position then that um, probably needs strengthening this summer. I want to get your thoughts on that as well. Is is centre back? Dejan Lovren has obviously left, so that leaves us with with three uh, first choice uh, CVs for the new season in Van Dijk, Gomez, and Martip. Uh, do we need another centre-back here? Uh, and the man who's been linked recently, although it, I saw it on the Echoes blog this morning and their source was just like an unverified uh, Celtic <laughs> Twitter uh, page. Amazing. So I don't know how much stuff we can put in this. I wouldn't get your shirt printed just yet, but it's Christopher <laughs> Ayer, I want to I want to pronounce that. It's the 22-year-old uh, Norwegian centre-back who all I know about him is he's very tall. Yeah, I um, saw that. I would looked it up, six foot five-ish. Oh, giant. Um, but, yeah, do you, what do you know anything about him? Can you enlighten me on, on him at all? Um, I've just given you all the knowledge I have, which is he's six <laughs> foot five. Um, so, no, I've never heard of him, but he does seem, you know, we got Van Dyke from Celtic, not directly, but, you know, if they're producing massive centre-backs like that, yeah, then I, no. I'd be happy with him. But it needs to be for the right price. Yeah, and if we can cut out the Southampton middleman as well, that would be that would be ideal. Yeah, we've, we've rinsed them enough, to be fair. Bless yeah. Um, okay, more generally then, is this a position that you are keen to see us like strengthen? Because for me, I think probably we do need a fourth choice centre back. It's just the way that like how many games you have to play throughout the season. We've always had you know either Lovren or or Clavin in that role as well, and. Um, yeah, it's like just to fill in like the the cup games and stuff. Uh, is it necessary? Because especially we saw with like City last season, they really suffered by not having enough enough available bodies for that position. I know like Fabinho can maybe fill in there, and we've got a couple of decent youngsters. Everyone's excited about this Cometio as well, and uh, Kiana Hoover. I want to pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vandenberg as well. But these are all like really young kids. And for me, I think it might just be good just to get somebody in just to sit in that role for at least a couple of years. Yes, I absolutely agree. Because those three youngsters you've just mentioned, I don't think mm. are anywhere near good enough Premier League quality yet. Not to say they won't be, but for at least the next two years, we do need someone, especially because Matip and Gomez are known to be you know, injury prone. They have spells during the season where they're out. Yeah, that's If it happens thing. at the same time, like it did last season and probably the season before, mm. um, we do need someone of more experience, um, but it needs to be for the right price, like 20 mil max. Even that seems quite high for a fourth choice for us. Yeah. Is there anyone like from the relegated sides or anyone that you know that you would be like looking at in this position? The Norwich lad, Ben Godfrey. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's decent, isn't he? But I again, I don't know how much they'd be willing to sell him for. Probably like 80 mil, isn't it? It's just standard. Yeah, yeah. Any British centre-back. In English premium, yeah. So maybe not him. Uh, uh, but similar ilk, yeah. Yeah, but just the, the Greek version of him that we can get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I do love how everyone's all over Norwich's players uh, now, even though they were <laughs> absolutely horrible, but somehow they have like 10 amazing young English talents. 
Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, obviously, uh, attack is obviously another position where supposedly Liverpool might be looking to make a signing. Timo Werner didn't happen. There's been links with Ishmael Saar and a couple of others as well. Nothing really very concrete, though. But in the last couple of days, we've had the amazing news that uh, Ronald Koeman, the new manager at Barcelona, is going to ship out Luis Suarez on a free transfer as well. Just cancel his deal one year to go as they start that uh, absolutely massive rebuild at Camp Nou that involves just getting rid of about uh, 15 players on huge money. Uh, Luis Suarez then, uh, there's talk of him maybe going back to to Ajax or, or somewhere else. But he did score a load of goals in La Liga last season. And I just wanted to put it to you. Second coming at Anfield. What do you <sighs> say? This is so hard because <laughs> um, I believe he's the best player I've ever seen at Liverpool. Oh, like, 100%. Like, really? Yeah, Ger- Gerard's, Gerard's my favourite, but Suarez was unreal and possibly the greatest ever single season by anyone in the Premier League ever um, yes, in 13 14. I... Yes, because I think what he was, I mean, entirely through his own uh, fault, he was banned for, I think, uh, five games of that season. Yeah. I think he missed a start, and he still scored 31 goals in 33 games. It's just absolutely outrageous. And if he, crazy. If he had been available for the I don't, he didn't. He didn't even take penalties, because Gerald no, was on no, pens. So None of those were penalties, I don't think. And that's then the quality, ridiculous. Yeah, the quality of those goals as well. I mean, I saw it always comes up on my Twitter feed, but just those uh, four he scored in that game against Norwich as well. It's absolutely oh, outrageous. God. Yeah. Also, I think he, he got our most assists that season as well. Anyway, <laughs> um, should we take him back? No, because it will disrupt the flow of the team because I don't think there's any way we leave him on the bench. So... He'd have to start, which means we'd have to move to a four-two-three-one, which means we drop a midfielder. Um, I just think there's too many things to try and squeeze him in. I think it's a romantic idea. It is a romantic one for a player that is like incredibly not romantic at all. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's he's 33 now, and, I, and like uh, a lot of his quotes in the last couple of years have been him saying that Barcelona do need to strengthen the attack and they can't rely on him anymore and stuff. So he's been like quite open about his own uh, I'll say decline as a forward. Uh, but he's still scored 20 goals this season, 21 in all competitions, 16 in La Liga. He was Barcelona's second top scorer after Messi, obviously. Uh, so he's still got it. Yeah, and... look, there's no doubt he's a world-class striker still. Yeah. It's just like, whether I mean, we need him. Yeah, it's part of me just thinks, like, just get him in, use him as an alternative option. And just... Would he take that, though? Probably not. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> so we just, uh, yeah, that's it then. No. Yeah, and there's also the fact you probably have to pay him about 300k a week, which we don't. Oh, yeah, it'd be extortionate, yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, no, lads, sorry. Yeah, all right. Well, it's just, just an idea. Him and Daniel Sturridge, just get them both back in on oh, the Oh, my God. Yeah. That'd be sick. Okay, we're going to take a short break there and then we'll be back to preview the Arsenal game. The big one it is the Community Shield versus Arsenal, which is coming up incredibly uh, just next week already. It feels like last season just finished because it did. Yeah. <laughs> um, how important is it to win this game, do you think, Paris? Right, well, obviously, 
we lost it to City last year on pens and obviously people overreacted again saying, oh, you're not going to do it again, blah, blah, blah. And then we just completely smash it and break all the records. Um, yeah. But as it's against Arsenal, if we then lose to Arsenal, that's fairly embarrassing. But yeah, I'm not, no, yeah. not going to throw my toys out the pram. So I'd say it's fairly important to win. It's a six out of ten important game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I kind of see it, I see it as a sort of glorified friendly. I don't know if there's any, too much you can take from it. But yeah, but the fact that it is Arsenal and that Arsenal Twitter will read so much into it uh, <laughs> if they do win, as they did with the win against us um, whenever it was a month or two ago yeah. when we'd already won the league. I just think, yeah, <laughs> kind of don't want to lose it. Oh. It does feel like we need to win it just to save the Twitter chat. And that's about it. Um, are you confident? I'm not sure. I don't know. I never know how to how to read these things, really. Like, obviously, if Liverpool play their best 11 and Arsenal play their best 11 and really go for it, then it shouldn't be that difficult. But um, I don't know. Would you would you start? Would you put it in a strong starting lineup, Or do you want to see some of the players that have impressed uh, in, pre, like I say, in pre-season, in the one pre-season game that we've had so far? Um no, yeah, I'd go for I'd go full strength. Why not? Uh, would be good to win it. Um, I am confident because on our best day, we will absolutely smash him, and I I think we will be ready to start the new season and go again. Uh, we were decent against City last year as well. We just narrowly lost on pens, five four yeah. in the end. Um, we're just a much better side than Arsenal, to be fair. So, uh, yes, I am confident. I was just thinking, I remember not, you said that we won 5-4 in penalties. I remember absolutely nothing of that game last year. Really? I guess that, yeah, that just shows how, how little the Community Shield like registers in my Well, they, well my I mean, we won the league, so who, who cares? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the other slightly more important competitions that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, I kind of, uh, I would like to, to see us win it, obviously, but um, I kind of want to see some of the uh, fringe players get a chance. Because I think if we're not going to spend big money this summer, which looks pretty likely, then uh, some of the sort of fringe players I'd like to see just uh, give it a bit of a run out, see if they can actually do it. Players like Rian Brewster, who I still think should be our, our second choice, uh, number nine for the, for the upcoming season. Do you think he's ready? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> my vote of confidence. Um, I don't know. I just get a feeling that he is, a, I think he, there is a quality player there. And uh, I think he just needs a chance at a top level. I think the way he, he did, the way he performed on loan at Swansea just shows that there is like a really a really top talent there. And I think he just needs the exposure in the same way that maybe Tammy Abraham did as well. I don't want him to be relied on as the man for Liverpool, mm. but if if you're just going to be uh, using him as an alternate in the same way that maybe Origi has been, and I don't think there's any problem with that. And then you know if it doesn't work out, you can always loan him out again. Uh, in January or for, for next season. Yeah, um, I, look, I I agree. There there is a top player there. I just don't want a another case of the Ben Woodburn where you chuck <laughs> him in and then you never see him again. A bad case of the Ben Woodburn. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I'm not sure who else. I'd, like Harvey Elliott again is, is someone I'd love to see get. Uh, a oh few, yeah. A few but minutes. but are you starting these youngsters? Are you you know dripping them in with um, the five subs we'll have? Oh yeah, there is that, isn't it? Yeah, probably not start them, but I would like to see them definitely get some minutes as yeah. well. Maybe, um, yeah, uh, like Billy Cometio as well, who everyone's been talking up in, in pre-season as well, just to see, uh, give him a bit of a, a, bit of a chance. 
Um, but other than that, yeah, just basically go out and win the thing. Yeah. What wait, what I would say on the lineup is, uh, I think Kate Kate is going to play a massive role this season. Uh, so I think he'll definitely start. Um, and then also against Stuttgart, I noticed that Curtis Jones put on like a load of muscle. He looks massive. Oh really? Yeah, he looks fucking built. So I think I he'll be a big. Terrifying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. A sort of frightening looking guy because I think just with loads of muscle on, he's going to be terrifying. Yeah, I mean, there's there's another reason why we don't need Tiago with, with those two coming in. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, this is this is the thing. Like everyone, like you've gone about Jaden Sancho and how he's a hundred million pound player and stuff, but he he didn't become a hundred million pound player without getting chances to perform and stuff. So I think when you've got players like Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones and uh, all these other sort of top quality youngsters that everyone's really excited about. Uh, you need to give them game time to to give them a chance to to see if they are gonna they are gonna become world beaters. I mean, they might well not, but you know. That's, that's <laughs> well, let's hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think. Uh, well, I'm gonna get your prediction then, Paris, uh, for this weekend. What what do you think is gonna be the prediction? Score? Let's go two 0 Liverpool. Two 0 Liverpool. Solid. Uh, any goal scorers you want to add to that? Uh, Brewster twice. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I'm 100% <laughs> on board with that. I will say, uh, let's give Arsenal a goal. I'll say 3-1 Liverpool. No, okay. Uh, uh, okay, I think that's all we've got time for uh, this week. Uh, we'll be back again next week just to see how wrong our predictions actually were. Uh, thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, please drop us a review on Apple uh, Podcasts if you can. And leave a question as well for next week so you can get involved in the mailbag. That would be very much appreciated. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already and you enjoyed what you heard uh, as I said we'll be back again next Tuesday to review the Community Shield game and talk about all of the rest of the transfer goss and nonsense that's going on around uh, Liverpool uh, that's it from me Andy Hedspeeth and from Alex Purdy we'll see you next time see you next time